Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Hey everybody, it's Brendan Burchard and welcome to a special edition of the Charged Life Holiday Series. I want to congratulate you for taking just a few moments today to think about your personal development and advance your 2017 so that you can live an extraordinary year this next year. Here's what we're going to do in this special edition. I'm going to play for you an hour training that I just did for our high performance monthly clients. Now, if you didn't know, every single month I go live on video 
with my High Performance Monthly subscribers. And what I do is I just teach something about high performance and about how they can get ahead in their lives. And we just did one for the holidays. And I thought I'd just give it to you, an episode for free today, so you can kind of see what we do. Now, what I always do in our High Performance Monthlies is I teach for about 30, 45 minutes, and then I take the audience's questions until the end of that hour, and then I usually give away lots of gifts, free tickets to things, etc. So you'll hear all of that go on, but this is gonna teach you how to stick, how to set goals this year, how to create habits that actually stick because you create an emotional connection with them, and how to predict success. Now, I'll reference a few tools in here that you might not have access to because you're listening audio versus having been there with us live, but if you'd ever like to join us, in that program, just go to brendan.com forward slash monthly. That's brendan, B-R-E-N-D-O-N.com forward slash monthly. Brendan.com forward slash monthly. And that will allow you to subscribe so that you can every single month join me and my best success and high performance clients where every single month I give them a new tool, I give them some new strategies to get ahead, and they're able to ask me any questions related to their own personal development and growth. And of course, I always give away literally thousands of dollars every single month to that specific group. Brendan.com forward slash monthly. With that, please enjoy this episode that we did with them that you can have as well anytime by going brendan.com forward slash monthly. This session is all about how to set goals and habits that stick and how to predict your success in 2017. Here we go. I'll jump right now back into that live session we did. Hey, my friends, it's Brendan Burchard, author of the New York Times bestselling book, The Motivation Manifesto, founder of High Performance Academy, and welcome to your High Performance Monthly Program. It's an honor to be here with you to spend this hour talking about your personal and professional development. How can you go to that next level in all areas of your life? Well, it's the holiday time. It's the time to talk about 2017. It's the time to start getting ready for the end of this year and enthusiastic and fired up for 2017. Now, if this is your first time here with us live ever, you're really gonna enjoy this today. Today, we are talking about the five, or we're talking about the, the things to do in not setting goals. We'll talk about how to make habits that actually stick for the new year. We'll also talk about how do you predict your success at a very advanced assessment level sort of um, approach so that you know if you're gonna do a good job in whatever big goal or dream that you have this next year. We have a lot to cover on the session, my friends. As always, two things you have to do right now. Number one, make sure you bust out a journal. I highly recommend you have a journal just for these live, for these live monthly sessions here so that you can always be looking back and say, okay, I, I don't feel like I'm playing at my best, why? I don't feel like I'm getting progress in my life, why? Just go back to your journal from High Performance Monthly, look and go, oh wow, every single month, Brendan taught me these new things, I haven't been doing them, or I, that's the thing I need to try or deploy in my life. It's so tactical, so tangible every month. That's why we're here. So I congratulate you for focusing on yourself. I know right now most people aren't joining us live today because you know they're gonna watch the replay. It's the holidays, they're out shopping. So this says to me that you're here, you have a high dedication towards your own personal development. And we know now 
from science, from the data, shows that people who commit themselves to ongoing personal development and who also invest in that tend to have higher levels of high performance scored across the board in every area of their life. This means you're a badass. So the second thing you have to do is ask any of your questions down below. Hey, we're here live, so you might as well do it. I see Andrea's in the house, Bianca's in the house, Michelle's here, Travis is here, Laura's here, Sherry's here, Lada is here, Ale is here, John is here. So be posting your questions. The way to do that, just type in the question mark a couple times, then your question. And what I will do is throughout this session, I'll be going in and out of this chat role with you to take your questions, my friends. Okay, so we have a lot to cover today about goals, habits, and predicting your success. So I'm gonna jump right in, then I'll come back to your questions. Yes, we're here live. This session particularly, we're shooting right before Christmas holiday. So if you're watching it before that, Merry Christmas to you and your family. If you're somebody who doesn't celebrate Christmas, you should, you don't need a religious reason. Just have an awesome time with your family and friends. Hey, let's do that. Let's all be kind and compassionate and loving with each other this time of year. If you're watching this later and it's in the new year now, you're just catching up on High Performance Monthly. Congratulations, welcome to 2017. Here we go. The first thing I told you we talk about today is how not to set goals. So let me just say it straight off the bat, my personal opinion, and I feel strongly about this, smart goals suck. So as you're gonna be seeing over the next two, three weeks, all you're gonna see is set smart goals, New Year's goals, New Year's goals, every article, every blog, everybody talks about smart goals, smart goals, smart goals. It means specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, uh, timely. Smart goals suck. I can't stand them and I hate reading articles about this because what we've taught the world to do is play small. Now, let me qualify what I'm saying because there's a lot of misunderstanding when I talk about this. I'm not saying there's never a time for smart goals. I'm just saying when you're setting goals, don't start with smart goals. Think of really smart goals is a way of project planning more than it is goal planning. And it's a terrible thing because what it does, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, boxes people in, in their brainstorming about what they want in life. I'd rather set dumb goals, you know, dream-driven goals, uplifting goals, measurable, sure, but behavior-driven versus just timely. The challenge with so many people at this time of year, they're thinking too small, you know? Never limit the vision you have for your future based on your current circumstances competencies or capabilities, my friend. It's very important. Your goals just shouldn't be goals based on, I know how to achieve that, meaning specific, measurable, attainable, realistic. I don't even let a lot of my clients talk about that process because I don't think you should set any goals. Set no goals at your current capabilities. Why? There's nothing to grow into. Sure, can you schedule things to go do? Absolutely. Can you have tasks and checklists based on what you can do today, sure. But if you're gonna set a goal, I mean, go for it. Too many people are like, well, my goal this week is to eat a little healthier. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's nice, but that's not gonna teach you high performance. High performers dream, they have high ambitions. 
They set things that they don't know how to do. They say we're going to the moon. They set goals that everybody else around them says is stupid. You're gonna start your own business? Well, that's stupid, you don't know how to do that. And so people stop. I'm gonna set a goal to get healthier than I've ever been. But you're fat. And then you feel bad and you stop. I don't care if your goals are realistic. I care if your goals drive you. I don't care if your goals are measurable. I care if those goals motivate you, if those goals fire something in you, that they mean something to you. Because you know what? Otherwise, just make a checklist, but don't fool yourself and call them goals. I think too many people are dreaming too small for themselves. A lot of people had a terrible 2016. They hated 2016 because all the negativity in the marketplace, all the hatred fueled by that awful presidential race that we had, the just absolute lack of compassion and kindness and intelligence in the media this year. And so we have a place where, you know, a lot of people are very frustrated with 2016. But the people who really enjoyed 2016, they had high ambitions and they swung for fences and they tried hard. And even if they were disappointed, they learned something extraordinary about themselves. They tapped into a new resilience, a new strength, a new drive to serve, to be, to give, to do. I want you to think about your 2017, not from a place of fatigue, disappointment, frustration, hatred, restlessness, exhaustion, or smart goals. If you're gonna enter 2017 and make something of it, dream, my friend. Dream. What have you been afraid to try? What have you been afraid to do in terms of putting yourself out there? You know, if we're going to rattle our lives, let's rattle them. You know, let's, if we're going to break free from the cage life, let's break free. Let's do something that does scare us. Let's set that goal that says, ah. you know, I have a lot of people in my world, they say, okay, I, I'm going to really put myself out there. I have a goal to do a video. I'm like, no, don't just do a video. Do a great video. Don't just put yourself out there once, put yourself out there 10 times. Go, push, earn this moment. If 2017 is gonna matter, it's only gonna matter because you're gonna imbue more meaning into your life. Lots of people say, well, you know, Brennan, you're, you're, you're just teaching people to hope and dream. And I go, you're damn right I am. Because you know what a lot of people didn't do in 2016? They didn't dream. They survived. And there's a big difference. Well, Brendan, you can't tell people they're just trying to survive right now. And I go, I know. Because people are just trying to survive and not trying to live an extraordinary quality of life, you know, sometimes they forget. We get what we focus on. If all you're doing is just drudging through the day in your false obligations, the overwhelming tasks, the extraordinary amount of things coming at you of opportunities and, and obligations, but you're not focused on imbuing the moment with meaning, you're not focused on chasing something that is just so, it's something that you're so emotionally connected to, then life just starts to feel ho-hum. And none of us wants that. And so I say to you, if you're gonna set 2017 goals, swing for the fences again. And people say, well, gosh, Brendan, you just can't tell people to do that. And I said, why? Why have we gotten so scared as a culture to dream? Why have we let so many people, their impulse to quit, or so many people, their disappointment, their hurt, their heartache, limit what tomorrow can bring. I mean, could you imagine if an Edison took all those disappointments and stopped? Could you imagine if a Van Gogh or a Monet took all those disappointments and stopped? 
Could you imagine if me, if at the very beginning, the, sale, the books that didn't sell, the videos that didn't get watched, the pages that didn't get liked, if I stopped because of the disappointment. I never stopped the dreaming. And that's why we are here together, you and me, right now live. I didn't know how to do any of this. I wasn't capable of it. I had, look, sometimes a real mission, a real dream, it doesn't care what you can do. It doesn't care what you're capable of. It doesn't care about how bad last month sucked or how much you're hurt. Because when you have that big dream, it says, rise, my friend. Rise to meet me. That gift, that dream, that mission that you have, that's a higher calling saying, push yourself beyond comfort. You've heard me say it before, sometimes the journey to greatness begins the moment we let go of our need for comfort and ease. And we're willing, because of our purpose, to engage again in challenge, in real contribution that puts us out there. And that's when our life explodes in leaps and bounds. A lot of people deserve to have a better quality of life. Yes, they don't have to go and accomplish some amazing ambition, but they better change their thinking. Because a lot of people, they've let their small thinking, their small-mindedness make their actions small, and now they're unhappy because they're not experiencing progress in life. 2017, for all of us, should be a year of progress. And it can't be that unless we have a higher ambition that challenges us to rise. Rise out of bed, rise out of our excuses, rise out of the emotional turmoil we feel as we seek something that's so uncertain. I just say, you know what? If you haven't allowed yourself to dream in a couple years, spend some time with a journal and really think about it. Really get excited about it. Don't worry what your current capabilities are because you can learn. I tell all of my major high performance clients, I say, don't worry about your current capabilities. What could you do? What would you do if you had all the skill in the world? If you already had it. Like imagine we, you were in the Matrix. Remember the Matrix movie where all of a sudden Keanu Reeves, he, he, he can do all, they plug him into this machine and all of a sudden he's like a ninja. He, can, he learns all these martial arts instantaneously. What would he go do? Well, what would you go do if you could just plug in and get any information that you needed, any wisdom that you needed to be able to go? Develop any skill. What would you do? Because you can develop any skill. Like people don't understand. Any skill that you want, any skill that you want, you can acquire at significant levels in a year or less. You can learn French in what, 60 days? You can learn uh, how to do video in what, a week? You can learn how to do e-commerce in what, a month? Like there's nothing that you can't learn to do today very quickly because it's all right here. And so dream first. Don't create checklists, don't create little goals. Dream first, then work backwards from there. If you're just doing smart goals, what you're really doing is creating checklists for a minimal life. What I'd love you to do is create some dumb goals, some obnoxious goals, some big, hairy, audacious, crazy things that you're not even sure how you're gonna have, but plan your backwards life from there because that will institute change and challenge and contribution and growth in your life. And then, you know what, even if you bomb at it, at least you'll feel alive in 2017. My friends, isn't that what we're all after? A little bit more life. Next big idea, singular goals suck. The funny thing is people don't understand the power of this statement. Singular goals suck. So what do they do? 
They set their New Year's resolution, I wanna lose five pounds. That's their goal. It's a singular goal. So either they do or they don't, and it's a binary mode of progress. Either I did the five pounds or I didn't. If I did, yay me! I get one second of gratitude. And then the next day, I don't feel much anymore because they didn't create a string of goals. Never set one goal, ever. One goal is weak. Set up two, three, four, five goals after the first goal, right? This is called progressive goal planning, not singular goal planning, right? The problem with SMART goals is they end, right? They just say, SMART, timely, done, accomplished. I'm like, what next? If it was a really intelligent goal, it would be a series of goals that builds you throughout the entire year. So it's not just, I'm gonna lose five pounds, okay, what next? Okay, well I'm gonna lose five pounds and then I'm gonna be able to bench, you know, using two 45 pound dumbbells, here we go. Okay, and then what I'm gonna be able to do is I'm gonna be able to run that marathon. And then what I'm gonna be able to do is work out twice a week with my spouse. And then what I'm gonna be able to do is have a morning shake. Whatever it is, it's a series of things that continue to build and stack that gives you the real momentum and progress in life. Don't be that person who sits there with your journal and makes a list of things to achieve in 2017. That's what everybody does. And that's why they struggle so much. They just make one goal. It's a list. And they go, I don't know why I'm not so motivated. It's because you have a list. You know what? Lists kind of suck. They're not that inspiring. Make a manifesto and now you'll be inspired. A manifesto, it's that series of missions and goals that stack and stack and stack and build into a life, not into a checklist. Does that make sense? No singular goals. This is what I see. I ask all people, so show me your goals. And they literally showed. It's just 25 lines of goals. None of them add, none of them build, none of them say this goal, then this, then this, then this, and this. In other words, there's no project planning, there's no build, and that's why they're so bored. No build equals boredom. Next big idea, I don't even want you to do any goals until you do a life assessment. What most people go is, what do I want? Well, I would like, you know, this, this, dear Santa, I'd like a yacht, and that's not a lot. Oh, it is. Oh, yes, it is. I like a diamond ring. Oh, no, that's a lot. But here's the deal. List, 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 list. Unattached from the major areas of their life. Did you find that life assessment, Jess? Would you post that? We're posting a link right now for you in the chat roll. If you're not in the chat roll, get in the chat roll. Click that link. Jess is going to post it. Will it be my face or your face? Oh, it's in the announcement at the top of the chat roll. Great, thank you guys. Go ahead and click on that and you're going to find, or, or copy and paste it, you might have to do that. And you're gonna see just a simple way that we set up for you to do what we call a life arenas assessment. Oops, let me post this in here. I'm gonna open it up with you guys right now. So take the moment to open it up. And it's just a performance planner that you can use. Oh wow, you give you the whole thing here. Uh, we gave you an entire health assessment and love. Oh my God, Jess, you gave them. <laughs> you guys just got 25 pages of badass assessment that I give to some of my best clients. It's there, it's yours, it's free. Merry Christmas, say thank you, Jess, who just gave you that from our $1,000 course. I hope that you will enjoy that. 
I was just gonna give you the assessment, Justiceville and Holiday Love. Good job, by the way, I like it. I always give more than you think you will. This life assessment, you're gonna see health, love, family, mission, hoppy, spirit. In all these different areas, rate yourself. I always tell people, before you set any goals, rate yourself, right? Dream big, what do you want? But then rate yourself so that you're accountable. Like if we look at your, your loving relationship, let's say your partner, your married, your spouse, you know, if out of a scale of one to 10, 10, you're an awesome spouse, one, you're an ass, <laughs> you know, where are you? If you know you're a five, then my question is set a goal to say, okay, I'm a five. I want to be an eight. What would the goal be? What would I have to do to become an eight versus a five? And set a goal from there. Everybody should have goals that aligns with a life assessment, not just randomness. So think about your health, think about your significant relationship, think about your friends, your family, think about your mission, think about your hobbies and adventures, think about your spirit, think about your finances. I just put finances and mission usually. And now I want you to think about it. Like what would you have to do? Never set a goal for an area of your life without measuring and assessing that area of your life and giving it a numerical point system. Because once you know you're a four and you wanna be a 10, your brain goes, what would I have to do to become a 10? And that becomes your goals and your checklists. Make sense? No random goals. Set them according to either a dream, working backwards, or this life arena's assessment where you focus on scoring yourself. Now, for those who uh, download this or print it out, which I recommend you do, you're gonna see lots of recommendations, simple things you can do in your health, your relationships, your mission, your hobby, your spirit, to feel even better about your life. So if you needed some goals, it's right there, thanks to Jess, so awesome. Next up, no goals, my friends, without scheduling. You remember I told you about my friends who they'll often write a, a big list of things to accomplish, but then it's not in their schedule. Here's what they do, they'll often say, big goal, accomplish it in quarter one. So they make it timely. They make it specific. They, they set a date or something, but it never gets in their calendar. Here's what I need you to do. Any major goal of your life, go put a date in which that needs to happen, then work backwards and put at least five other things in your schedule to build towards that. Meaning you have to schedule success. Here's what most people do. Well, I wanna lose 15 pounds by February 1st. So they go in their Google calendar, February 1st, they say, well, have lost 15 pounds. But then they don't put anything in the first week of January, second week of January, third week of January, fourth week of January, and they hope that they're just gonna end up there. Again, no project planning. I need you to go schedule everything. I can predict so many of the results and the realities in your life if I could just through this video camera, land in your house, open up your laptop and look at your calendar. Your calendar tells me so much about your life. And you say, well, Brendan, that's not true. I've accomplished a lot of things in my life that aren't in my calendar. I go, I know. And how much more would you have accomplished if you did have something in your calendar? See, what a lot of people don't understand is sure, you can wing, you can wing it. A lot of people, they wing it and they're very successful, but they're limiting themselves by not having the discipline to schedule themselves. 
And this is really hard for entrepreneurs, especially if you're an entrepreneur right now and you're watching this, you're like, oh my gosh, I hate scheduling, I hate calendars, Brennan, don't make me do it, please. I'm here to tell you, that's your next level. Because sometimes your dream, the bigger mission, the bigger service to the world, it doesn't care whether or not you like scheduling. It doesn't matter. It's required to go to the next level. I hate, I wouldn't say I hate, I used to hate, and I still don't really like having anything in my calendar, except my calendar is full. Because it doesn't matter if I like it or not. What is necessary to hit a higher level of discipline, contribution, creativity? Like, what is it? I need the discipline of scheduling. Same thing right now, many of you know I'm writing a book right now, and the book comes out this next year, it's called High Performance Habits. And working through that, it's not easy. And, you know, the first couple months, I just thought, well, when I get some extra time, I'll write. After, what, four, five New York Times bestselling books, I'm still learning. Nope, if it's not scheduled, the writing session doesn't happen because something else comes up. You need to be scheduled. I, if, I, if I walked into your house and we looked at your calendar, I'd be like, okay, show me in your calendar, what are you doing in the calendar? Prove it to me, in your calendar, to improve the relationships with your family. Where is it in the calendar? I wanna see it. What, what events are coming up? Where's the, the, the birthdays, the projects, the things you're doing for them? Show me, what are you doing for your mission? Where can I see it in the calendar? Show me, what are you doing for your spirit, for your renewal, rejuvenation? Where is it? Can I see your vacations? Can I see your meditations? Can I see your walks? Can I see your help? And people go, well, Brendan, that sounds like so much discipline and, 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 and like organization is gonna take away my freedom. No, discipline and organization gives you freedom, more of it, right? The more successfully you are efficient in this amount of time, right? If I can take this amount of time and become this much more efficient, guess what? I just got this much more white space, this much more freedom. The better you use this time, if you can shrink that inefficiency and effectiveness, you get the free time. What people understand, I have an extraordinary amount of free time because I have an extraordinary amount of planning and scheduling. Does that make sense? People think, well, Brandon, you're taking away freedom. I go, I'm granting freedom. And because they don't understand that, they continue to wing it. They continue to minimize their creativity and to lessen their impact in the world because of a childhood or an early career dislike of having lots of obligations on a calendar. I'm like, those aren't obligations. Those are goals, missions, progress points. Those are making magic happen. Those are times to create and serve. Those, your calendar, that's your buddy. That's your accountability partner. That's your higher spirit organizing your contributions. That's what that is. I love my calendar. I look at it, I'm like, thank you so much calendar for helping me serve the world better. How do you look at your calendar? Next up, big idea, I promised to talk about, well, let's talk about habits that are gonna stick, okay? Habits that are gonna stick. Now I'm writing a whole book on this, so I'm not gonna cover any of that topic today, but I'd like to give you three big ideas if it could serve you. Number one, is that no habits ever stick unless you have a high emotional connection to them. And people forget this all the time. They say, I'm gonna start a morning routine. So they start a morning routine, but there's no emotional element of the morning routine, so the whole morning routine gets tossed out. They try it a couple times, it's intellectually stimulating. Let's say, my morning routine is, I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna work out, I'm gonna write, 
I'm going to plan my day. And I'm going to, you know, meditate. And then guess what? After day three, they don't do it anymore. Why? They didn't build in emotional reward points that make those things something their body and their mind craves every day. There's no immediate reward built in to keep the habit going. They're waiting for the payoff later on without realizing they need to build emotional connection in. Let me give you an example. I said, you know what I want to do is I want to wake up in the morning and when I get in the shower, I want to ask questions that really get me ready for the day. And my first couple questions and the first way I went about that, it never stuck. I'd, I'd, I'd take the shower. I'd be thinking about some random things, but I wouldn't really get ready for the day. I'd be like, oh, look, new shampoo my wife is trying. I guess I'll try that too. You know, it'd just be like completely randomness. Nothing was happening that was magical. And then I started asking, I said, how do I put more emotional connection into this? I said, one, I know emotional connection increases when you use voice. So I started asking myself the questions out loud and answering them out loud too. Number two, I asked more emotional questions. My first question in my shower every day is what could I get extremely excited about today that makes me giddy and stupid like a child? Now, I don't know that answer every day. Most of the days, I don't. And I have to think about it and I have to come up with something that makes me excited. And now, in the shower, I'm excited and so my brain every day, no, don't go, don't go into weird visualizations, people. I'm just saying I'm excited in the shower in the morning. And now my mind goes, hey, I like this. Every day I get in the shower, I'm emotional. Where are your habits that are purposely built to draw emotion from you? When people meditate, that meditation, sometimes your meditation doesn't do anything in the first minute. You feel like maybe more light, but maybe it's in, you know, 30 to 40 minutes later, you feel just like, wow, I'm really zoomed in right now. So at the end of my meditation, I said, I want my meditations to stick. So at the end of my meditation, I stuck this question. What could I be so grateful for that it brings me to tears? And then I'll sit there and I'll think about it. What could I be so grateful for it brings me to tears? And that brings up more emotion. And now I just anchored my meditation that sometimes doesn't have an immediate payoff with an emotion, and now I can't wait to do the meditation. Does that make sense? All we're doing is trying to anchor more emotion to any habit you want to establish, whether it's asking a better emotional question, taking on a new action that's emotional, right? Here's another example. People say, you know, I want to eat healthier. And, uh, and I'm, I'm just, it's so, I really want to eat healthier and really enjoy the process. I say, okay, here's one of my favorite things to do with people like that. I say, here's what I want you. I want you to have an incredibly healthy meal and at the end of that healthy meal, give yourself a little piece of dark chocolate. That's it. Just set the dark chocolate out, put it right next to your healthy meal. Eat your healthy meal, know that dark chocolate is the payoff. You have the healthy meal, your body's satisfied, you're healthier, have your little dark chocolate, your mind goes, boop, 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 I like the dark chocolate, and you feel better. And now, meal, dark chocolate, combined together, now you look forward to it. Easy. It's just one little added element that makes it more emotional. Or how can you, when you're first starting a new diet, as an example, how can you, after you have that healthy meal, how can you share that healthy meal with somebody and do it in an emotional way? Meaning, can you have a peer support group that you, every time you eat healthy, you just call somebody or tweet somebody or Facebook somebody or you send a picture with your food. Don't send me any kale pictures. I get so many kale pictures, you wouldn't believe it. I get a kale picture, Brandon, I did, oh my God. And I write, oh my God, that's so great. That's amazing. Then I send a picture of a stupid dog or something that's funny humping something and they laugh. And now I've attached emotion 
to that healthy action. How can you attach emotion to the healthy habits of your life? They'll stick better. If you don't do that, they're gone. Also, don't forget to do that on the front end of the habit. When you're developing habits, why do you get really clear on why you want that habit and make it emotional. Dream about like, if I start this habit, I'll feel like that, look like that, be like that, interact with people like that, become that. Dream about it, feel it, fully integrate it, fully associate it. And if you can just let yourself do that, the habit will stick. Because most people go, well, I better start this healthy habit. Here we go again, where I'm gonna lose my thing. And they just they get all upset. I'm like, wow, that's motivating. That's gonna stick. Second thing, don't establish any habit that doesn't have clear progress uh, points. What I mean by this is, when you have a habit, only establish habits that have an outcome that's knowable. Like, can you know that that habit intellectually leads to a result. If it doesn't, your brain goes, this is stupid, stop. So when you develop a habit, write down the habit you wanna do, the emotion that you want to do with the habit, and then ultimately, what is the progress points of that habit that you're going to measure, test, and check in with? Meaning, let's say, let's go back to meditation. I'm gonna start a meditation habit. We make it emotional, we do a great job. I need to know whether or not that meditation is progressing my life. If I don't feel like it is, I'll stop. People always do that. They, they, they feel it and it's good, but they don't know if it's progressing. If you don't know if a habit is progressing your life, you stop. It's just the science, right? So I want you to measure, how, how can you check in? How can you say, hmm? So what I do is I, after my meditation, I have, as many of you guys know, I have these 15 minute chimes that go off my phone every 15 minutes that remind me of something. Every 15 minutes, after the morning's meditation session, I have, it just goes off, a 15 minute thing goes, how do you feel after your meditation right now? And I look at that, I'm like, I feel pretty good. So now my mind is, says every single day, my mind goes, feel pretty good because of this meditation thing. And guess what? Now my dopamine goes, ah, let's release some hormones of anticipation here. This is gonna be great. If you don't have a progress checkpoint towards your goals, towards your habits, you don't stick with them. I know some of this is common sense, but it's not common practice and that's why so many extraordinary people, potentially extraordinary people, don't become extraordinary. Make sense? Okay, next big piece is, oh, I love this one. Have at least one habit where there's a reflection routine every week. A reflection routine every week. What's that mean? I'd like you to have a whole list of habits that you're gonna start, even just, let's say it's three habits, that you're really gonna stick to every single day. On a Sunday, I need you to have a routine, a habit, if you will. Okay, Sunday, 9 a.m., you know, after church, I sit down and I evaluate all my habits and I think, what made, how did that impact my week? By doing that habit or forgetting that habit, how did it impact my week? And really reflecting on it, really thinking about it. If you'll give that, gift to yourself. I promise you, promise you, promise you that will change your life. I tell everybody, hey, if you want an immediate habit that will change your life, I need you to have a Sunday life reflection routine. Spend 20 to 30 minutes every single Sunday sitting down and going, how did this week go? What worked well? 
What didn't work well? Would I say I was gonna achieve that I didn't achieve? How can I do better next week? Who needs something from me? How can I serve better? What would make this next week even better than last week? All these questions that you already know, you could just sit down and brainstorm. The challenge is people don't sit to reflect on life. And so life goes by. A year goes by without any progress. Three years goes by without someone feeling it. 10 years goes by and you wake up and go, I don't know if I like my life. When you could have probably headed that off five years ago with a good reflection routine. Give yourself that gift. I promise it will really, really serve you. Okay, with that, um, we're going to go into a section I promised to teach you about your predicting of success. So Jess, could you throw that um, link in the chat roll right now? Now, are you gonna put it in the chat roll or are you gonna put it in that top part? Just so I know. I put it in the top part. Okay, so it, leave the other one in there too. Okay. So Jess is gonna put another link if you'll refresh your page here in a second. Tell us when it's up, Jess. Um, and what I want you to do is download this other tool we're gonna give you today. And this tool is about predicting success in life. It's one of my favorite tools that we have to know whether or not you're gonna achieve a goal. Because what a lot of people do is they have a goal, but unfortunately, they never really thought through these different things, so they're unaware if they're gonna achieve it. Um, Uh, just the download, do you have a link to it? What's the fastest? Just throw that in the chat roll. Um, throw that in the chat roll first, then put it at the top so we, people can grab it, uh, and I'll grab it too. So what we're gonna give you is a, basically a, a, a download that will help you predict whether or not you're succeeding or going to succeed. We just posted it in chat roll down below. Go ahead and click on that. It's in the chat roll, guys. And you'll see it's called the Success Indicator Assessment. It's probably my favorite tool Anytime I do set a goal or think of a new big dream, I go through these 10 different areas and measure myself. And I promise if your score on this is less than 75, I promise you're not gonna achieve it. If your score is above 75, the odds of you succeeding it is extremely high. And so you'll see, you consider, what's my future identity? Can I really see myself in this dream? Can I visualize it? Can I feel it? Am I really associated with that being me? Ask, does this add value to me? Do I feel like it'd be meaningful and powerful? Would it give me personal reward? Is, it, is there utilitarian value to this? Meaning, can I see that by doing this, I'll get something very tangible in my life by doing this? Opportunity cost. Are you worried that by doing this, it's gonna take away from this? If you really worry that this will take away from this, you won't do it. So you need to be aware of your internal thinking about opportunity cost. Delay time. Do you think it's gonna to take too long to achieve that? Because if you think it's gonna to take too long, you won't try. If it's more near term, you will. So you need to set up progress checkpoints to achieve that. Personal control. Do you feel like you can personally impact your progress? If you feel like, no, nah, it's just the whim of the world whether you succeed or not, you don't try. But if you have high personal control, you will. Social support. Will your husband support you? Will your wife? Will your friends? Will the community support you? If you believe that you'll be supported, you try new things. If you don't believe you're supported, you stop. You need to know how you think about that. Bandwidth belief. Is your plate too full already? 
Lots of achievers, they believe their plate is too full. Really, they're just inefficient. But they think their plate is too full, so they never go for the gold. They never go for a bigger dream. And so my job is to tell you, get this plate really tightened up of what you're really focusing on in your life. Get rid of all the distractions, all the things that don't need to be there, the false obligations, the false deadlines. Dial in, focus, do really well on this. And then you'll realize, wow, actually I have a little more time, a little more white space than I thought I did because Brennan told me, get efficient and effective here. It creates more space, bandwidth. And with more bandwidth, I'll achieve and move towards more dreams. Resource availability. Do you have what you need to get ahead? If you don't, you need to know where your mind's going. I don't have what I need. And you need to set an agenda item, get what I need, okay? And then last, autonomy. Do you have the trust, the decision-making authority? Can you personally make the call and can you do it independently to get ahead? If you don't believe that, odds are you're not going to go for it. So go ahead and download that. Again, we put the link in the chat roll and we put it at the top of the chat roll. Use that. So today, I gave you two killer tools. One is the life arena's assessment and one is the success indicator assessment. I love using these two tools, especially my friends, this time of year. That's why we're giving those to you right now. Use those this time of year. You'll set better dreams. You'll set better goals. You'll think about checklists. You'll have new habits to include and you'll be really to go at another level. I hope that serves you. With that, I'm going to go into the chat room and take your questions. Again, just type in a bunch of questions or question marks and ask your question. I'll go back through and we'll do some Q&A right now. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, I want to welcome Sonia, Ray, Karen, Yuchana, Cynthia, Robin, Donna, Laura, Andrew, Bianca, Prem. My goodness, we got a good group of people in here today. I want to go ahead and take some time to answer your questions. So I'm scrolling back through. So this is a good time to post your questions, my friends. And wow, you guys have been very active today. All right, I'm looking for those question marks to take your question. Robin's asking, how broadly or detailed do you recommend defining annual goals? And when is it most effective to course correct and change those goals? If you're course correcting, is that an addiction that the goals or an indication that the goals were not set right? Great question. Robin, first, define those annual goals, break them down to 30-day increments, break them down to weekly in increments if you can. And then ask, what big five habits could I start to achieve this annual goal, right? Checklists and tasks are different than big habits. I want you to think about what habits can I start on a daily or weekly basis that's going to help me get there, but also what milestones do I have you know, every month that I'll know if I'm on track to get there. How do you reevaluate that? The only way to evaluate whether or not you're on track is to have a Sunday reflection routine. It is a week by week basis to know if you're marching towards that. In terms of reevaluating a big annual goal, meaning is this right for me or not? The answer is if you set it as an annual goal, it's right for you, period. A lot of people fool themselves. They, at the middle of the year, they go, well, I guess this wasn't right for me. And I go, no, no, what you're really saying is you're disappointed you haven't had more progress because you've been screwing around. Too many people would give up their goals based on the reality of how productive they've been. They think, well, I'm not progressing, so the goal was wrong. No, your mindset, your work effort, and maybe your community was wrong. 
But if you got that goal in your heart and your mind and you had a big enough spirit or, or, or God said that this is an annual thing, this is a big thing I want to do in my life, don't quit. I remember when I started doing this, um, I had a big goal to do a video a week. And that was, and it doesn't sound like a big thing, but I had dreams attached to what would happen from the outcomes of the videos. Operationally, you know, it looked like a video a week, right? That looked like the SMART goal. But the dream was to impact over a million people with my videos that year. The dream was to create real emotional connection with students that they would say, I want to come to his live events. The dream was to leave a legacy library that if I die, everything I've learned about life, I've passed on to the next generation. That was a big dream. And video was one little component of that. But I remember getting about halfway through the year and going, you know, I don't really like doing video. I, I, I gotta, I, I, it's, it's like, it takes a lot of work. I gotta get dressed up. I gotta comb my hair. Well, not today, because it's a buzz cut. You have you, nothing, you, you gotta do nothing with this haircut, people. It's that bad. And you know, this haircut's two weeks old. Oh my God, you should see me two weeks ago. I looked like a, 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 a shaved pug. It was awful. It was embarrassing. I'm still embarrassed about it. What, what are you gonna do? Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, I was talking about how about halfway through that year with video, I didn't like it no more. I thought, geez, man, this, this, this is a lot of work. I gotta get dressed, I gotta get to the studio. I gotta go down there, I gotta come up with something to say. Maybe I don't like video. The goal wasn't bad. I got lazy. The goal wasn't bad. I made the ultimate mistake that people do with tasks, goals, dreams, desires, work efforts, and here's what they do. They start trying to draw meaning from something, right? It's a big mistake. Matter of fact, it's one of my big pet peeves in psychology right now, especially because a lot of what psychology is sharing is from people who've never coached others or actually had to train others that sharing theoretical concepts or constructs. And by the way, that's okay. But the way they talk about meaning and organizational development right now makes me want to throw up because what they're often saying is they're saying, well, people aren't engaged at work because they're doing work that they don't find meaningful. I go, find meaningful? Wait, that's, you're teaching people the wrong thing. We shouldn't hope that something we find meaningful, right? Let's go back 2,000 years to the, the metaphors of the sort of the monk carrying the pail of water, chopping the wood. Or today, the person washing dishes. There's nothing inherently meaningful about any of that. Matter of fact, it can be argued there's nothing inherently meaningful about anything in life, period, nothing. We could say that there's not even any purpose or meaning to any of it. Lots of scientists like to do that. Lots of people who don't believe in a God, and that's fine. There is nothing inherently meaningful just because it exists. The reality is meaning is not something you draw from something or find. Meaning is something you give into something. And that's the problem. People hope that they're gonna draw meaning from something. I was thinking, well, this, this video, I, maybe it's not meaningful to me because I'm not feeling it. No, I wasn't imbuing video with feeling. And that's why I started feeling it was off. You don't, look, there are only two things change your life. Either something new comes into your life or something new comes from within. I tell people all the time, you don't need to quit your job. You need to quit the approach that you've had to your job. You need to bring more meaning into what you're doing. You need to not hope that something gives you excitement, enthusiasm, like your marriage. You need to put excitement, enthusiasm into that. And that's what makes the thing better. You put in the feelings and the emotions and the presence into things and they come alive. Just like, hey, look, 
I don't know if you can tell behind me, we're getting a Christmas snowstorm right now. This is awesome. A lot of people are looking out there and they're going, oh, it's snowing. I'm like, oh my God, it's snowing. What's the difference? Nothing. It's still the same snowflake. It's how do you interpret it? What do you put into it? That's the challenge. So never think your annual goals are wrong. Think how you're approaching them are wrong. And my goodness, I went on a tirade about that one. Okay, looking for more of those question marks from you, my friends, so I can ask some, uh, answer some of your questions. Let's see. Terrell says, Brendan, how far in advance do you schedule in detail? Um, the second that I schedule anything, it's in detail. Does that help? It's not about like, oh, I'm purposely gonna plan out three, six, nine months or a year. I go, as soon as I have the idea, I schedule it and I schedule it in detail, right? It's not like I'm at January and I go, I wanna be scheduled to the hilt till December. I go, well, what am I working on? What are my dreams? What are my goals? And I work backwards from there and I schedule it in detail. The second that I have the goal or the dream, it's in the calendar and I start working it backwards in the calendar. And so it just depends on when you drop into my life of what's full. I know when I take off my vacation times, many of you know every 90 days I take anywhere between four and 10 days off. And those four to 10 days off, that doesn't mean I'm always completely off the grid. It doesn't mean I'm always you know, unable to respond or be somewhere. But every you know, 90 days, there's a significant time of recovery and recharge for me built in that I often do something with my wife so that she and I can recharge together. And so it's really important to me that if you look at my schedule, you'd see all these blocks of time, like, wow, he's got a lot of white space here. And people are like, wow. And I'll never forget, I had a, a very big, you know, well-known um, teacher in our space, personal development, came to my one events and was backstage with me. And, you know, we had a couple hundred people out there paying thousands and thousands of dollars. And he was like, how are you doing all this? Because he knew I had a really small team. And he says, you must just work all the time. And I'm like, well, I, I work a lot, I think. I don't think I work more than the average bear, per se, if you averaged it out throughout the year. But when I work, I'm a SWAT team. And when I'm off, I'm off. And that year I'd had 17 weeks off. And he was like, how is that possible? I, and I just told him the same thing I'm telling you. The same strategies and tools and techs I've shared with you today. So I hope that is serving you. Okay, Rob is asking, Brendan, do you set goals three to 10 years out or recommend this in the dreaming? Any techniques or questions to help open up the dreaming and not get stuck in small ideas? How do you get past the realistic mindset Thanks for hosting us today. Awesome stuff. Robin, great questions. First question was, do you set three or 10 years out? I typically, in terms of goals, right? In terms of goals, I, I might think three years out, but no longer than that. Because as you've seen, in three years, everything changes. And it's not that I don't have a lifelong ambition. My lifelong ambition is to be a writer and a trainer. Those things are never gonna go away. I'm gonna do what you're seeing me do now, you know, at some point it'll become virtual reality. At some point it'll be, you know, holograms. At some point, who knows what it's going to be. But I'll do this until I die. The mediums will change, but I'll do this till I die. But there are specific goals and things I'd like to do along the way. And I'll set that on my, um, you know, sort of vision for those next three years. But I've also been willing to be very open every single year to dream again. Let me give an example. Like one year, many, many of you know, last year, I had the blessing of starting to work with Oprah and the Oprah Winfrey Network. 
That wasn't on my goal list. I didn't know that was gonna happen that year. It was kind of like someday, but it just happened. And so it helped me, I had to reevaluate what I wanted the next year. This last year, I thought this year I was gonna hire like 10 new team members. Didn't end up happening because of our schedule, our events, lots of other considerations. And I'm behind. So I'm, I'm revisiting. Sometimes you have to meet life where it is and where you're at with that. And I think that setting ideas out any more than especially three years these days, boy, maybe it can be a big picture thing, but so much changes and we have so many opportunities. I think it's be willing to be open to what the universe is telling you once in a while. I think that makes sense. Okay, uh, second part of the question was any techniques to help open up the dreaming? Yeah, I mean, I mean, pick up a book like The Year of Magical Thinking. Pick up uh, books on creativity. Um, pick up books in your field where someone is extremely successful in your field and they've written a book. Read their bio or read that book to get thinking bigger for your field or your mission or your dream. That sometimes it's, it's in reading other people's big stories that you start to have bigger visions and dreams. I hope that helps. Great questions. Um, for those who joined us a little late, I see here, make sure you see there's two links in this chat roll. We gave you two killer tools that will help you get ahead this year. Um, let's see, uh, okay, we already answered that one. Stacy, question from Sydney, Australia. It's snowing here, I bet it's beautiful in Sydney. Sydney's one of the great cities in the world. My maybe third favorite city in the entire world. I love, love, love. I would say first is Paris. Number two, Portland, Oregon. Number three, Sydney, Australia. Do you do a week plan at the same time as life reflection of your weekly activity? Meaning on my Sunday when I reflect on my uh, previous week, do I plan for the next week? Yes. Luckily, my next week is usually already planned. And so what I'll do is I'll sit there and I'll look and see what's coming up and I'll say, is there anything else I could add to this to make my life extraordinary? Is there anything else I can add to this to make things amazing. And for those who uh, would like to know, we will be rolling out a high-performance planner in the spring. Very sexy. Um, so we'll roll that out to you very soon. That will help you guys do a lot of this uh, that I think is the best planner on the market. It's taken two years of development for this thing. Um, and empirically tested to see whether or not it moves people's lives forward. And luckily, thank you, it does. Okay. Let's see, Nina, hey Nina, I wanna congratulate you. I want everybody to know, Nina is regularly here. I know many of you are recurring, you're here every single month on your personal development. I admire you for that so much. Nina's saying, when you're having trouble connecting emotionally, what can you do? Great, great question. Nina, connecting emotionally usually has three elements to it. Number one, reflection based on emotion which means close your eyes, reflect on what you're going through and ask yourself, what's the emotion that I feel in that situation or could feel in that, in that situation? And start really thinking through what, what emotion should be there or you want to be there, okay? You should be there or you want to be there. Number two, most people don't realize emotion is not often primarily just a personal experience. Most emotions are shared emotions, meaning you're talking with somebody or watching something. It's like when you, you watch a television show and all of a sudden you're watching the show and you're like, oh God, and you start crying in your hot mess. That's because your mirror neurons are connecting with somebody. 
One of the greatest ways to become more emotionally and emotionally connect with an idea, a concept, a dream, a goal is to talk about it. Go out with your friends, take five girlfriends, say, let me take you out to dinner. Let's talk about our dreams. Sit and talk about your dreams and notice you become more animated and emotional about them because you're sharing. It's in sharing that a lot of emotion comes up. You don't even know the emotions there until you are talking it out. And then third, I think this is really important. It's building in that emotional thing of the habit that I talked about. Because a lot of people have only accessed so much emotion in their life because they're waiting on a life to give them emotion. And so like my meditation, right? I add that emotional element of what can I be so grateful for? It could bring me to tears. And then for me, you know, that brings up family, my time with my dad before he died, my little nephews who run around and make me laugh all the time, my team, the number of students who say things about us changing their life, that all gets me emotionally connected. I hope that answers. You all are asking some great, great questions here. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Nancy's asking, if I want to learn Spanish or be able to read Spanish with my new clients I'm finishing by July 7th, 2017, easy. I mean, easy, easy, easy. Go pick up, go, go type in learn a language and Tim Ferriss. And Tim recommends a lot of great books. He's got a great blog posts on that. He also wrote about language acquisition in um, The Four Hour Chef. There's lots, just type in learn a language, Tim Ferriss, lots of great resources about that, lots of great tools. Um, you know, Duolingo could get you very proficient in a short amount of time, certainly by July. Um, so Duolingo is an app, D-U-O-L-I-N-G-O. -O. Those are simple, free apps to help learn language. And most importantly, if you really wanna do it, and you'll hear this from all the experts, get somebody who teaches Spanish, hire them and get on Skype with them at least once a week to talk and sound things out. They'll give you words, they'll talk with you, they'll help you with inflection. I can't believe how many people wanna learn a language and try to do it with a book or just a video and they don't talk with somebody. Talking is huge. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see, I think it's Sarah Jeans or whatever. She's in Camus, Washington. It's snowing, I can't believe it, I love it. Was that too excited for video? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Nigel asked Brennan, how to plan the best day ever? We are posting that in your high performance monthly area. So you guys will be seeing that. I think what, uh, in the next 48 hours, you guys will be seeing that. It's the same place where this replay goes. That will be in your high performance monthly um, members area. So we'll cover that later. That's in, that will be in there within 48 hours, I think. Many of you just subscribe to that. Uh, let's see. Da -da 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 -da. You guys are so nice today. Um, Sherry is saying, I have a goal to generate $200,000 in online sales by November 30th, 2017. I have a new online organization, organizing business with one to two sales a week right now at $97 sale. What do I need to do to schedule this to make it happen? There's a bigger personal goal behind it, obviously. I feel like I work seven days a week and I do it all. Well, first, Sherry, double high five virtually. Big, huge hug virtually to say congratulations that you have that goal in mind. And to get there, you need to work backwards. And I'm sure you've already done this. Okay, if it's $200,000 then, then how does that, what does that mean per week? What's that mean per day? Then what you do by that is you set up an online campaign where you are running Facebook ads to that online campaign. And you see how much does it take to sell that many per day or a week? and start spending on Facebook to see what's it take to get to that, okay? 
obviously you'll keep optimizing. Obviously you keep figuring out. The most important thing when you're doing something on Facebook and you're spending ad dollars is to then go and say, well, what would the funnel afterwards have to look like? What else could I sell so that whatever I spend here, if I spend a dollar on Facebook, maybe I don't make it in that first offer back, that full dollar across everybody, but maybe I make it in the next two offers and I'm even. And that will tell you, oh wow, I can make my weekly goal of selling this if I spend this much. And then you start spending that much. Now, a lot of people say, well, Brendan, don't tell people to do advertising. I like advertising because it's very controllable, measurable, you can see it and you can build out to make it happen. However, if you don't want to invest like that, then your job is to get affiliates and to immediately in the next 60 days, do an online promotion with your affiliates and see how much it makes you, Sherry. And once you see it, you say, oh, okay, this many clicks came to this page from this many affiliates and made this much. Okay, let me work backwards. How many more of these launches would I have to do scheduled out to get to that price point? I'm sure you've already thought that, but I hope it serves you. It's the same thing I would do personally. Ramiro asks, Brendan, do you still read a book a week? I wish I could say the answer is yes, but the book but right now, it's probably about 10 books per week. I've been uh, in heavy research mode for the last two years. I've read more books in the last nine months than I've read my entire life probably combined for this research project. Um, but yes, at least one book per week every single week. I, I don't know what my life would be without books, honestly. I'm, this is my life. I'm a writer first. People say, what do you do, Brennan? I usually say, I'm a writer. It's usually my first answer. Not Facebook guy, not video guy. I'm a writer. And so to be a good writer, you need to read a lot. And I really, really love reading a book a week. I would recommend everybody have that as a goal. Anyone can read a book a week. And you're like, well, I'm a slow reader. Then learn to read faster. That's what I did. I, I hate when people say that. Well, I'm like this, but so I can't have that goal. I'm like, well, no, then develop so that you can have that, right? I couldn't do video. I, what if I said, I suck at video and I stopped? Well, the truth is I did suck at video, but I always say, well, I can get better. There's nothing in your life that you can't get better at. And once you have that mentality, life gets so much more exciting. Um, big hug out to you all for being here. Um, let's see, boy, lots of questions. Let's see, uh, uh, ah, great. Uh, uh, Duke, I think, or it's Duck or Duke. I always get your name right. I wish you, tell me how to say that. It's, it's, I think it's Duke Tran, but I'm not sure how to pronounce it, my friend. But you're here so often, I, I celebrate you being here. Brendan, you and Tony, probably Tony Robbins, and certified high performance coaches talk a lot about connecting with your whys and turning it into a must. How do you do that with your goals? I review them each morning, but start to feel the repetition, not so emotional. Great, great, great point. One, I don't think you need to review your goals and the whys every single day. I think it's every single month with emotion. I'm sorry, every single week with emotion, right? I, a lot of people say, I gotta look at your goals, sure, and everything, but you don't have to, oh, I feel this goal every single day. I think, get through the week, and then every single week, read, why am I doing this? What's important to me? Really connect with it. Really bring in the gratitude for not the payoff, but for the journey. Thank you, God, for allowing me to try this. Thank you, God, for allowing me to play this game, even if I suck at it right now. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, and if you don't thank God, thank the spirit, thank the universe, thank yourself, thank whatever you gotta do. Thank your mentors for getting you here. But get really connected with that gratitude piece not just why am I doing it? Because most people, when they go in the why, they immediately go into, well, I, the why 
is so I can have the specific outcome. And I always tell people, no, no, no. The real payoff, the real why, is the journey of development that you're gonna have. It's the journey is the payoff, not the destination, remember that? So cultivate an appreciation for the process and that process becomes your art and that process becomes the place of strength. That process becomes your motivation. All right, y'all, I know I went a little bit over today. I wanna to thank you all for your questions again. If you would like to ask other questions, do it in your members area. We'll put this recording up for you if it helps you plan out your year. All of you here today who are in our high performance monthly paid program, I will make sure that I send out an invitation to join me for New Year's for four hours of strategic planning for your entire 12 months of 2017. That's for our high performance monthly paying members. If you're not in that, just ask my team about it. We'd love to have you in it and join us on New Year's. With that, one important thing today, before I give away a few gifts, is on this page, you can see we've got a High Performance Academy coming up March 9th through 12th in San Diego for the first time ever, all of 2017, we are opening that event. You are able to go and buy one ticket or multiple tickets for the first time ever. You used to have to be only a High Performance Academy member, meaning you spent $1,000 with us. That's the only way you could come to High Performance Academy. This year, we're giving away individual tickets or bulk tickets if you wanna buy one for you and your team. We've never done that before. So if you wanna buy 10 tickets for you and your family, you can finally do that. It's amazing we haven't done that before, but we've always sold out. But now we've moved to a bigger venue in San Diego. We'll be joined there by you know 1,500 some people from all around the world. If you're gonna kick your year off with a big bang, join us in March in San Diego to set your entire life up for success. If you've already been there before, an alumni, make sure you check your emails. We send out an alumni link, an alumni discount to come back. So we would love to have you at the event. Please join us. It's March 9th through 12th in San Diego. If you're gonna do one great thing for yourself for Christmas right now, click that link, sign up. Join us in San Diego. That's gonna be the best Christmas gift you can give yourself. With that, if you're here live with us right now, Give me a shout out. Just say, Brendan, I'm here live. In the chat roll right now. Brendan, I'm here live. Now, this, what I'm about to do, does not apply to those who are watching replay. That is the value of being here with us every month live. Our live people, you get your questions answered. Our live people, you also have opportunities like this. So if you are here live, I gotta hit refresh, I know. I'm about 30 seconds behind you guys. Um, go ahead and hit, Brendan, I'm here live. Also, while you're all doing that, Please, if you joined us late, at the top of the chat roll, there's two resources we gave you that will really serve you in planning your year. One is our High Performance Arenas Worksheet, and the other one is our Success Indicator. Here we go, my friends. I have Heidi Kramer is here live. Heidi Kramer, free ticket to High Performance Academy, live March 9th through 12th in San Diego. Hope that she'll be there. I'm sorry, two tickets. Give her two tickets so she can bring a family or friend or somebody who she might be able to serve. Glenn Williams is here. Two tickets to High Performance Academy live. That's in San Diego. Hey, we have, wow, you guys are going fast. And Tatiana Sultan. Tatiana, two tickets live to High Performance Academy. March, San Diego. Love to see you there. One more, here we go. This is so fun. Gina Farrar. Gina Farrar. 
Two tickets to High Forms Academy, San Diego. We'll see you there if you can make it. Congratulations. If you can't make it to those live events, the people who I just called out to, no problem, we'll give you access to High Performance Academy online. We'll give them the High Performance Academy GPS, okay? So if you can't make it, we'll give you an online course. If you can't make it, we'll see you there. Free ticket to you and a friend. I wanna thank you all for being here live, for participating. Congratulations all. No matter what happened with 2016, feel good about it. Whatever needed to happen in 2016 has happened to tee you up for an extraordinary 2017. Believe that. Know that. That this is your time. That something about life and destiny has called you to still be alive, to still be breathing, to still be dreaming, to still wanting to serve the world. So go do that. And as always, on behalf of Travis Shields, Jess, my entire team, tuning in, Denise, DMAC, everybody on the team, I want to... Thank you all for supporting me all year. I want to congratulate you all on your dedication to personal development. I cannot wait to serve you in 2017. Until then, as always, enjoy the holidays and go out there every single day of your life. Live fully, love openly, and make a difference today. Good night, everybody. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed that high-performance monthly session. Again, if you like training for me like that every single month, just go to brendan.com forward slash monthly. Do that so we can have an extraordinary 2017 together. I'm always giving new tools, new strategies, new resources, taking your questions and giving thousands of dollars away of free training. Go to brendan.com forward slash monthly. Look forward to serving you there. Look forward to having you in our monthly programs. Look forward to seeing you at our live events this year. I'd like to congratulate you on an amazing year of 2016 and also say this. Thank you for supporting The Charged Life. As many of you know, this podcast continues to be ad-free. I've never run a sponsor's ad for you know underwear or mattresses or some company that I have invested in on these. I just don't think that you know commercials for things like that, I want you to be able to hear a positive, supportive message about personal and professional development in these podcasts without all those ads. And obviously, the only way that I can do that is that you guys continue supporting my books or my work or our other programs like the one I'm telling you about now. Once in a while, I'll just tell you about these things so that we can continue doing this because I self-fund this entire podcast. Matter of fact, if you ever notice, I don't run any ads. I don't allow any ads, I should say, on my YouTube videos. Over 50 million videos now. We've never, or 50 million video views. <laughs> That'd be a lot of videos. 50 million video views. We've never run an ad on any of them because we want you to have some ad-free work. The only way I can do that is you support my work. So thank you for your support all year long. I look forward to serving you this next year. Go out there, enjoy the holidays, my friend, and never ever forget that you can, by your own conscious will, belief, effort, and stay every single day working at it, live the charged life. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I wanna jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send 
emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brandon, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me, 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. 